This is Courtney Given with Mindset for Medical Moms, Episode 8, Medical Mom Manifesto. Welcome to Mindset for Medical Moms. I'm your host, Courtney Given, fellow medical mom and life coach. I'm here to help you handle everything from doctor's appointments to surgery so you can feel confidence and peace as you navigate the ups and downs of medical motherhood. This podcast will share strategies and real life tools to strengthen your mindset and increase your emotional resilience. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, beautiful moms. I'm really excited for today's episode, and I'm just going to jump right in. I hope you've had a great week since we last talked. Today is February 1st, and it is the start of Heart Month, which is a big deal in the heart community. Although I am a heart mom, I also identify as a medical mom, and that started early on in my first child. My daughter, Gray, like the color, has allergies and she's had them since she was a little baby. And that really taught me how to advocate, how to juggle appointments. And as a young mom, it was a little nerve wracking to call people and tell them what to do. And I did it. I did it because I loved my daughter and because I felt a greater sense of responsibility for her. And so today, I want to talk about my medical mom manifesto. It is a collection of beliefs I've recognized that are more helpful for me to believe on purpose rather than believe what my brain was telling me to believe kind of on default. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. So when I was taking Gray to appointments, for example, I felt really responsible for her feelings and her reaction to the appointment. And while I think this is totally normal to feel, it was very stressful for me and overwhelming because I didn't only feel responsible for myself, but I also felt responsible for her and her experience with a doctor. And my brain told me on default that I needed to control her response or help her make her happy. And that is actually not true. And it's actually really unhelpful for me to believe about my kids and being a medical mom. So today I'm going to share um, these beliefs that I've learned through trial and error that help me as a medical mom navigate medical motherhood in a way that helps me be the best mom I can be. To not work on default, but to work on purpose. And as many medical moms know, the biggest and honestly the hardest lesson is to learn that we have very little control over how much time we have with our kids. And I want to be intentional about my time with my children. 
And these thoughts, these new beliefs have helped me focus my energy on what really matters. So because it's heart month, I've written my mom manifesto as a heart mom. So I want to take you through my thoughts and beliefs that I'm believing on purpose about my medical mom journey as a heart mom. Number one, I cannot control the outcomes of her surgery. This is something I have practiced embracing. For a long time, this idea brought me pain. Not having control over my child's future was devastating. Today, it doesn't exactly bring me joy, but it does bring me peace, which I've learned is way more important when your child has a complicated medical condition. And similarly, number two, I cannot control her health. Similar idea, but different context. I have influence and impact on her life. I take that responsibility very seriously. However, I still do not control the end result. Her body might respond really well to medication, but sometimes it won't, no matter how often I am on top of every single dose, if I'm timing it correctly, no matter if I am feeding her all the right foods and getting her exercise and doing all the quote unquote right things, I will show up as my best self with realistic expectations of myself because I'm not a superhuman and it's and it's not helpful for me to have unrealistic expectations of myself like being able to control her health. I will do my best and the rest is outside my control. And embracing that idea brings me peace. Number three, I am not responsible for getting Zola to feel happy or unafraid during any appointment or before surgery. I am responsible as her mother for helping her feel her feelings. This also applies to any appointment or everyday situation. My Zola is what I would describe as a more fearful child. She gets nervous around animals, around things she sees as scary, which can range from a person she doesn't know to a big rock in the ocean. She even told me a few weeks ago she didn't want to get too close to a butterfly because they were scary. As a parent, I'm not responsible for changing her mind. I don't believe my job is to convince her that butterflies are not scary. I believe my responsibility is to help her process that fear, which at her current age is usually just asking about her feelings and not judging her for her answer. With surgery and appointments, I know she is going to be very anxious. She gets uncomfortable in the hospital settings. She gets uncomfortable at doctor's appointments. 
my job going into her surgery is not to get her to be excited or happy or to stop her from being afraid. And I am not responsible for those feelings. My responsibility is to talk her through those big scary feelings because I feel those things too. I feel nervous too about her upcoming appointments. I feel scared too about her surgery. So of course, she is going to feel those things too because this process is happening to her and not just to me. I will tell her that she is allowed to feel whatever emotion she has. When she had a dentist appointment where she had to get a tooth pulled, that's the only thing I repeated to her. You're allowed to feel scared. It's okay to be afraid. She is allowed to be nervous. She's allowed to feel whatever comes. And I'll remind her also that I'm there to help her and that her care providers are her friends. But I will not argue with her feelings because those are valid. So instead, I talk to her about them and I help her feel them. I remind her that she is safe and loved, but I do not take responsibility for them or try to fix them. Number four, I own my choices. I have chosen many things for Zola's life. I chose to give birth to her. I chose for her to have surgeries. I chose for her to have a G-tube. I chose for her to not get that G-tube replaced when it got pulled out and her hole sealed. I um, have chosen many things. I have decided alongside my husband very hard decisions for her health. And I own them. I'm not going to dwell on them. I'm not going to feel wishy-washy and go back and forth about what I could have done or what I should have done. I am about to choose for her to get another heart surgery. I am choosing to take her to a specific hospital. I am owning the tests, the blood draws, the medication, and more that all will come up. Because after talking to doctors and experts, reading and understanding her diagnosis, I can confidently say that this is the right choice and I own it. Do I wish there was a world where CHD didn't exist? Yes, but that is not the world I live in. That is not the reality I have. So instead of wishing away my own choices, the fact that I have to make these decisions, I choose to feel gratitude instead. I choose to recognize the privileges that I have that allow me to have access to incredible healthcare resources, to be in a financial position with access to online resources to help me and educate me about my financial options. I have so many privileges in this area and instead of second-guessing my choices, I own them. I feel gratitude that I get to make the decision in the first place. I am not going to spend 
my precious energy resenting that I am choosing surgery. I'm not going to spend any of my time wishing for things to be different because they simply are not. That doesn't mean I won't process those feelings of fear and nervousness. It doesn't mean that I won't take care of myself during this process. But I'm not going to waste any of my limited energy on wishing things could be different. And that happens because I own my choices. Next one, number five. I will set boundaries as I need them. I am not going to dance around other people's feelings or take responsibility for other people's feelings while I am going through medical motherhood. I know medical motherhood is exhausting. I am not responsible if a friend thinks I should be texting them updates about Zola's appointments or surgery. I am not responsible if a family member feels entitled to me sharing my feelings about them, with them about the process. I don't owe a single soul an explanation. During times of high stress and sickness, people tend to come out of the woodworks. People want to be involved, and I really do believe people have good intentions. But they are curious, and they want to be close to the action. And it's my job not theirs, to recognize my boundaries and set them. They are not entitled to anything I don't want to give them. So I don't have to give it to them. And I trust myself to make decisions to take care of myself and my child. I've had people tell me I was a bad friend during Zola's first year of life. And I look back on that time and I literally want to just give myself a big hug because I was barely surviving. I look back and I feel overwhelmed with how overwhelmed I was. I was away from Jeff for three months doing it all by myself and it was the most intense thing I've ever experienced. And so yeah, I was a bad friend, but I own that choice. I own the choices I made to take care of myself and take care of my daughter, and I don't regret it. I took a long time feeling guilty for maybe not showing up as a good friend or texting people back in an appropriate time, but I've realized that I set boundaries that I needed to keep going, and the most important thing at that time was to take care of my daughter and to take care of myself. I own my choices and I give my pers- myself permission to be a bad friend in the future too because sometimes I'm going to need those boundaries and whether or not other people interpret that as me being a good mom or me being a bad friend, that is their choice and not my responsibility. Number six. I will never regret having hope. There is hope for my child. There is hope in her future. There is hope in science. 
there is hope in the CHD community. And I will continue to hope for her future and her healing, her resilience, and I will hope for every good thing that can come her way. Sometimes we kind of think that hoping for a good outcome is a waste of time if that outcome turns out not the what not the way we expected. I used to believe this too, in fact. And that is why this section is really important in my Medical Mom Manifesto because hope feels so much better. If you have to choose between feeling overwhelmed and scared and constantly worried and then end up having your worst fear come true, you've still just spent that whole time living that feeling over and over and over again. I've realized now I would rather feel hope and let the bad outcome come rather than waste my energy and focus on that bad outcome that whole time. The future is bright for heart babies. Number seven, fear can come along for the ride. Fear will be there. I'm not a robot and neither are you. I am a human. I am a mother. Fear will be there. And I can still feel brave as they take Zola to the OR. I will still feel love as I kiss her. Good night. And I will let fear sit with me as I sit in doctor's offices holding her as she's nervous. I will feel fear and hope for the best at the same time. I will feel fear as I watch her recover from her upcoming heart surgery and I will celebrate every milestone at the same time. Fear is going to come along for the ride. It's just not going to be in the driver's seat. Number eight. Lastly and most importantly, I believe, is the belief that I am doing what is best for my daughter. She is not suffering. She is not being tortured. Pain and suffering are two very different things. So yes, she is going to feel pain in her life. She is going to have more scars. She's going to have more blood draws. She will have more medication than most adults have in their lifetime. But that does not mean she is suffering. Her life is worth living and it is worth working towards every health outcome possible. I know that what we are doing will benefit her and I also have trust that if there ever comes a point where the benefits stop and the pain becomes too much to bear, we will know when it tips into suffering 
I trust myself to know that I am doing my very best and I'm doing what is best for her. All right, medical mamas, there you go. This is my medical mom manifesto. I will be sharing snippets all week long, um, the first week of February for heart month. And if you want to come and comment your favorite section today on my posts, feel free, feel free to send me a message and share with me. And I want to encourage you to make your own. What do you want to believe about your child's medical journey, about your role in this journey? What is it that you wish you could believe? Practice believing it. And if you need help, I'm here to help you out. All right, mamas, have a great week. I will see you next Monday. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Medical motherhood doesn't come with a manual, but I've created the next best thing. My one-on-one coaching program offers all the support and strategies you need to handle all the things that come up for us medical moms. Click the link in the show notes to schedule your free consultation to see how coaching can help you take everything from the podcast to the next level. You'll get free coaching and I'll take great care of you. I'll see you there.